Third time's a charm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Snot Rocket Podcast. This is episode nine, part five, where we are going to talk about cheater shoes, or some of you know them as super shoes. And joining me, as always, is Tommy. What's up, man? How are you? How you doing, Tommy? Did you bring any Thank beer you. for us today? You know what? I did not because it's like 10.30 in the morning on a Sunday. And uh, so this should be an interesting episode. It's probably going to suck more than it normally does. Um, but <laughs> football's coming sober. up. and Yeah, I, I, I need to try to make it to the 4 o'clock games. And if I start now, <laughs> And I also feel guilty about drinking early unless I've at least raced a 5K, you know? <laughs> you know if I've done, you know, 18 or 19 minutes worth of racing, then I could go have a you know, a half a dozen beers yeah, at 8.30 in the morning and be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as you said, this is part five on wrapping up our series on talking about uh, drugs and in running and doping in sports. Uh, so if you haven't listened to parts one, two, three, and four, please go back and listen to those so that you can follow along with us. And, and this will make sense to you because I think this is going to really wrap everything up and it's really going to be, if it's not been eye-opening up to this point, it's really going to put the cherry on the on the cake because it's it's it really ties everything in and it does all, has a lot to do with the rapid decline in times. Yeah, and even though the shoes are not drugs, the what they're doing for people is might as well be drugs. And it's, once again, it involves who? Nike. Nike. <laughs> Nike's involved. Have we called Alberto Salazar a piece of shit yet? <laughs> well, <laughs> Less than two minutes in, and there it is. There it is. So we'll take care of a little housekeeping. Um, if you haven't listened to the Cliffy episode, um, we told you that it was free on YouTube. It's no longer free on YouTube. Nope. Nobody's listening to us, but the man is watching. <laughs> so I get, I think there was just a that someone down at YouTube realized all of these hits of people watching Cliffy for free, and they're like, nope. Not having it. Yeah, bastards. So the wildly cliffy popular, wildly popular cliffy episode uh, may go down and just be like a unique special edition. It'll be out. It'll it, you can find it somewhere. I'm sure you could probably yeah. pay for it on Amazon or something. And good news, we can now be sued. <laughs> Why is that? Because our podcast is worth forty one cents now. You know, I just checked the other day. It's oh, actually it's more? up a little bit, and I don't Ooh. know if we should be broadcasting this because. You know, people are going to want to start borrowing money from us now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we now, 75 cents. Wow. Damn, we're killing yeah. it. Now, people, listen. If somehow we, we this blossoms into, which is not going to happen, to this amazing cash cow, we promise you that we're only going to spend the money on two things, beer and our bank account. That's it. That's the only <laughs> places it's going to go, okay? Maybe top shelf. Liquor and strippers. I don't know. We'll see. We may be able to expand. Yeah, we. Um, that's all coming from the ads. So we got so many listens. So many. So we got to a, 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 a threshold of listens, and they're like, "Hey, you can advertise." So you, if you heard me advertising for Spotify, some of you are clicking on it, and it's just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. So wait to put you. your phone on mute, dude. It's not my phone. It's no. my wife's laptop. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you because you don't trust her, and you gotta anyway. Uh, so I have an apology to make too while we're on housekeeping. Ooh, you're a bad boy. Earlier on uh, a few episodes back, I referred to Marines as crayon eating motherfuckers. Uh, is that that was wrong? That I, I was I really, it historically inaccurate. I, I just I I really feel bad about it. 
I think you're lying. I think you're full of shit. <laughs> Who are you really apologizing here to? Crayola? I, I'm sorry, crayons. Yes. I didn't mean to mix you up with, Crayola, yeah. with the Marines. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, going to be happy. What? Oh, wait. Chesty pullers. Are you going to use the horn sound? You just used it, didn't you? Yes, I did. boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And speaking of Cliffy... Uh, after this series wraps up, one of our upcoming episodes, we are going to be reviewing the movie St. Ralph. Um, this is a really heartwarming story about a Canadian boy who believes that by winning the Boston Marathon, he can somehow um, create a miracle that will will uh, cure his mother from brain cancer. Spoiler. Doesn't Spoiler. work. <laughs> but you still need to watch it. Actually, yeah. this is actually free on a lot of different platforms. So you can definitely watch St. Ralph. So we're asking you to watch it and follow along. It's a really good movie. It's really heartwarming. I think you'll like it. And unlike Cliffy, St. Ralph is not a true story. That's totally make-believe. Totally, totally fictional. Yeah. And actually, there's a couple <clears throat> fictional there inaccuracies in the, in the movie. So we'll talk all about that. So if you want to follow along, please, please watch St. Ralph and listen to an upcoming episode of the Snot Rocket Podcast. So you have some homework to do, Snotties. Get on it. So I got something we can jump into real, real quick. Sure. Um, it's called the Enhanced Games. Mm. It's the Olympics. It's this group that wants to put on an Olympic type of games where they, they don't test them. for drugs and okay. they're good with drugs and they're you know, it's some of the like I'm listening to this guy on his on his podcast and I forget which one it was uh, the Bad Boys Running okay podcast um, out of Britain. And the guy just sounds like a snake oil salesman, you know? And the gentleman on the um, Bad Boys Running podcast, he's just grilling this guy. And he's mm. basically saying, that this is just horseshit, isn't it? You guys are just, you know, being, you know, a snake oil salesman. The guy just is firing back with answers. Sounds very much like when the USFL was coming out or the, or the XFL was coming out, how... They were saying things that you're like, oh, okay, but you sound full of shit at the same time. Like, this sounds like it might be something good, but yeah, so the site is called enhanced.org, and they have all these doctors and everything, and all these former athletes that are all involved in it, and it looks good, it looks legit, until I started reading some of the bios of the quote-unquote leadership people. They got doctors in there, like this one doctor went to, I believe, Harvard. He was a professor oh, at Harvard. An aristocrat. Yeah, and he, and like he has this, but he's a doctor that didn't actually work on people, I don't think. He just got into the university side of things mm -hmm. and then started becoming like CEO of all these different companies. Oh, sure. So, because it seems to me like there's two different ways people like that can go. They can either become a doctor and work with patients or they could become a doctor and be like on the big pharmacy side of it. Um, and then there's this other woman who, when she was in, in medical school, uh, bought like this $8.7 million um, place to live. You know, like, well, daddy bought it for her, you know? <laughs> so these, these people are all, um, yeah, once you start like digging into their history, you're like, wait, this doesn't seem kosher. What's going on here? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And... Even though I'm still on the fence about whether drugs for elite level 
athletes aren't necessarily bad for them, that it might actually be good for them. I don't know how I feel about this one. Mm. This is this is a little, you know, interesting. But I think like a, like a lot of things like the XFL, it's going to go nowhere. They're going to go bust, and it's going to be a nice try, and that'll yeah, be it. Yeah, so this, this, this looks like a separate type of sporting event where they're going to just let anything go. Kind yep, of thing. yep. And I'm looking at their team, their leadership, and it just looks like a collection of just rich douchebags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy who, who the Harvard guy, a guy's name is Dr. George Church, um, mm-hmm. and he is a professor of genetics. So they're like they got oh, wow, these, yeah. they got these people who like it seems like would fit right in line with are the drugs bad for you or not, and they would kind of know. But again, on the right. flip side, I don't know if any of them have ever seen a patient after their residency. I think they just went right into the business side of things and started. You know, like that Julia um, Cooney, she's the one who bought that like $8 million house as a, mm. as a medical student. You know, and a medical student, they're driving around in like a, a 1992 Honda Accord. You know, <laughs> they're, they're not buying eight, $8 million places to, you know, right. crash out. Yeah. So. I'm just looking at too, like they have a timeline. So they're, they're, they, they feel, and their, their thing is science is real. So they, I guess their thing is if you can enhance and, use science to perform better and everybody does it. Let's see who's. And then they have this section on their site called the hall of shame, the enemies of science. And And it's all the heads of like the WADA and USADA. The Olympic committee executive. Yeah. Guy from WADA, uh, Travis Tygut, the, uh, us anti-doping It's pretty wild. Yeah. And I mean, but it's not hard to, paint the folks who were involved in the Olympic committee in a bad light. It's pretty easy to do because they've done a lot to fuck themselves. I right. mean, corruption, corruption and bribery yeah. and just being shady ass motherfuckers. You know, so that's not difficult to do. Now, USADA, I don't know about that. That yeah. might be difficult to do that with. WADA, you might have a little bit of a chance with WADA because there are some rumors of people like paying for like lesser sentences, like bribing for lesser sentences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think looking at it from these guys' side, from the enhanced side, if they are of the mindset and believe and the science backs up what they say to be true is that this isn't bad for people, this isn't mm-hmm. negative, then I right. see how WADA and USADA and everybody are the Antichrist because mm-hmm. they're because they're just in their minds, these people are just wrong. Right. So it yeah. it'd be interesting to see. I mean, in a way, there's a weird part of me that would like to see them just smash all these world records and everything. Yeah. That would be great. And is then it, is it is is Vince McMahon on their team? Is yeah. that one of their leadership? <laughs> Jesus Christ! This yeah. is what it sounds like this yeah. sounds like they're gonna have like cheerleaders and yeah, it's, rockets it's, and it's fireworks be, and shit. I kind of want to see it happen. I want to see something Super happen, deep. and then just have it fizzle away. Because I mean, the Olympic Committee has got a ton of money. There's so much money there that it's hard to, you know, fighting the powers that have been in place. If there's no huge financial backing, you can do that. But if there's a financial backing, it's hard to fight those people that mm-hmm. got the money. It's yeah. hard to take them on. Well, yeah, we see that yeah. with with. With what Kara tried to take on Nike. Yeah. Oh, look at look at uh, football getting sued at the Wazoo with the concussions, and they couldn't have been any more dead wrong about that. And they got destroyed, and they're still 
the king of the hill. You right. know, they're still the top dog. Right. Nothing's going to beat the NFL. No, I mean, no. They've got so much money. So if you guys want to check it out, it's called Enhanced.org. That's their, uh, it's pretty interesting. No drug testing. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. All right. All right. So, do your thing, man. Let's what get we got about it. these shoes? Right. Yeah, let's talk about. So carbon plated shoes. So um, I think a lot of people are very, very familiar with the, I want to say, um, uptick or the popularity of super shoes in the last few years. And it really has been something that's been in the works for a, for a little while. Um, so let's kind of take a look at the history of it. But um, Nike really ends up the one that nails it. And and when when these shoes are designed and made, they're they're not like drawn up in a few months and and go to production. These these types of things are like they're working on shoes now that are two years, three years down the road. Right. And and so. you're definitely right that Nike. Mm-hmm. Is the forefront. Everybody yeah. else is catching up to to yeah. Nike, which, and that to me is interesting because Nike's not Nike's what maybe fifth best selling running shoe. I mean, well, as running a, wise, as a company, yeah, but yeah. like they're number one sports. Yeah, but in, in terms of in running, the they're they and they haven't no. been close to the number one spot in forever. Like yeah. maybe ever, maybe since pre Fontaine. But yeah, even then, so like even yeah. that Adidas and Puma were better than you know a better selling than right. them. So yeah, you know maybe sixty years ago with with Bowerman and and that with and, and Nike, but they're now so well. I don't want to say well, but they're so spread out in every single sport mm. where their 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 running channel is not their main source anymore. And now it's just uniforms and equipment and, and foot, you know, NFL and. and- Brooks has been the top dog for Brooks is the number one running shoe. Yeah, yeah, number one. Shoe, I mean, is it is it close? Uh, or are they pretty much far and ahead of everybody else? I think within just just strictly running shoes, like Hoka is really close there. Brooks, um, you know, short some some shortly behind that would be like Asics, New, New Balance, and mm. Saucony. But those two, those, those three companies are sort of spread into other channels right. other than running. Yeah. So it seems like. When it goes as far as the running, yeah, Brooks doesn't shoe really industry, do anything else. If you're just solely focused on the running shoe, you're going to be the top one. Yeah. So. And Hoka is an interesting yeah. one because Hoka kind of has spread. Even though they're a, they only do running shoes, right? I don't think they do anything else. They they have they have well they do trail, but they also have like a hiking okay. model, like Anacapa. They, they they've they've done other but shoes, like, but yeah, they're strictly like active lifestyle. They know. have done something that I don't think many other running shoes have been able to do or companies that running shoe companies be able to do, but they've gotten into the workplace. Like you see right. a lot of people in the medical field yeah. wearing Hoka's. Yes. You don't necessarily see a lot of people, I mean, and people who don't run. Yes. You don't yes. necessarily people who don't run wearing Brooks. My mom, 70, she's going to kill me, 72 years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she and my stepdad love the Hoka bonnets. Yeah. Uh, we, we do, yeah. We, Hoka's a cult too. <laughs> It's a cult, but see, Hoka Hoka is is the pendulum swing to the maximalist side. Where, if you remember, ten to fifteen years ago, those Vibram five fingers and oh, there was God, the whole barefoot those. running movement, and everyone was, I need to be more minimalist, and that went the way of the Optigrab. That's a that's a reference to the movie The Jerk. If you are over fifty years old, you might know that, but. Now the pendulum is swung to more maximum cushioning, and a lot of the other companies are catching up to that. Similar to Nike rolling out the 
carbon plated shoe and a lot of other companies are catching up to them now. So, so describe to people what a carbon plate is, how it works, where it is in the shoe and stuff. Because I think most people kind of get what it is. Mm. But what makes that different than, say, a piece of thin metal or a piece of plastic? So carbon is a much more durable than steel or or plastic. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's lighter it's, too. It's, well, it's, it's not lighter much, than plastic. It's, it's maybe, maybe it is similar in, in weight to, to plastic, but okay. it's, it's much, much stronger than steel. And the, the way that the, the carbon plated shoe works, it's really like Brooks in the eighties did, uh, some, they, they sort of went into this, um, area with a couple of models and the, at the time, then Fila did the same thing, and I, and I I think at the time they just couldn't get the foam right. The foam really is the other piece to it. So okay. you have you have a carbon plate which is going to give you that energy return. You're not it's so I, I it's like a, a walking or running on a sand and a beach analogy. So when you run on the sand, you're losing a lot of that energy into the sand. Right, because it's just it's just going boop. Yeah. yeah. So you, you you know you you the body puts so much. Uh, force on its arches and feet when you're walking and running that when you're in when you again when you're in sand you're losing all of that energy but when you add something like a carbon plate and you put a very super high piba foam that's 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 going to give you a higher stack and it's extremely light you're you're not losing a lot of that energy into the into the ground or the shoe so you're getting that energy back and the super high stack of the foam gives you, you know, it's, it's a lot lighter, but, but get, or sort of put your hips a little bit in a forward position, almost like you feel like you're propelling forward. It's like, it's it kind of, like, kind of like, so the, the carbon plate goes under like the ball of foot and kind of acts almost like the bottom of a rocking chair. Right. Sort of. Right. Yeah. 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 I would say more. Yeah. More, more like a, it's, it, it's going to, most of the, most of the carbon plates run th- through the entire sole of the oh really plate. i yes. thought it was just yeah. in the ball of the foot okay yeah okay it, so um it's it, it you almost looks like a like a spoon if you want to envision huh. that where okay it's um narrow in the heel but spreads out through the forefoot okay. of the shoe so again what brooks and fila didn't figure out and, and i don't maybe the technology wasn't there in the 80s but it didn't make a major impact was the foam so now Nike, as we said, nails it because they most of your running shoes are going to be an EVA foam, which is an ethylene vinyl acetate, and that's used in most of your daily right. running trainers. But that's what's in fake boobs, right? Don't soak on them. What what they do is they engineer the the Piba foam, the polyether block amide, which is a much lighter foam, and it's. Doesn't compress as much, right? Doesn't exactly. You're not losing that that energy and does not compress as much. However, over time, it will break down faster oh, okay. than the EVA foam. Okay. So that, in combination with the carbon plate, is what really has been the breakthrough. The with, chocolate and the peanut butter. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So marrying it all that to, all that all that together uh, has created you know like i said nike nike and we'll, we'll actually we need to actually go into the timeline a little bit more because it's interesting uh again with nike and just the multi-million dollar company that they can yeah. spend a lot of the money on the research and development right because even though they aren't the best-selling running shoe they the company size just the i mean the size of nike is probably 
the size of the net of the first four companies combined in running shoes like Hoka mm. and uh, Brooks right. and you know it, yeah because it's you just have gobs and gobs of yeah. money yeah so what does that mean right so okay how does that how does that tie into the times well the Nike Vaporfly which was introduced uh, maybe we should even talk about how it was introduced so the yeah because there's changes in that too yeah so nike introduced the vapor fly they were working on it for their sub two project they were trying to right. do they were trying to have Eliud kipchoge run a sub two marathon so as part of that and if there's a couple of documentaries that you can watch about that and read about it but uh kipchoge's a likable guy i think he is i he, think he's yeah. i think he's doped he's he's taking something well so part of that two that that uh sub two project they developed the, the, the vapor fly that looked didn't necessarily look like it looks like today, and it looked like an average everyday trainer. Um, and so the Sub 2 project also with that was the shoes, but they, they specifically ran it on a flat, uh, like an F1 track. Yeah. That they, they were, yeah, the, there's pacers. The first one was in Italy. First right? one, yeah. I think the second think one the second where he actually broke to was in Austria. Yeah. That's right. And that was interesting too because yeah. – He's got pacers, and they, they formed like a like a, like a, a flying wedge. V, like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. he actually ended up breaking too. And I, and that one, I want to say he wore the the Alpha Flies, which is a further down the line. And if anybody shoot. thinks, well, he had all that that help, he really couldn't. I mean, the dude was still averaging something like sixty seven seconds a quarter mile. Mm. I mean, you yeah. you. You try to find 12 people that can run a 67-second quarter. Yeah. See how long you guys can go one after another before you're done and you're off this man's pace. It's yeah. just Yeah, they had to like cycle out the pacers. Like they were, they, were, they were leading the group, and then when you know, you're running you know, what is it, four-something yeah. pace for a marathon? Four, Nobody can hang on to that yeah. except for Elliot Kachogi. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. The, the dude is baller. So – Nike started working on this to where it eventually was introduced for the sub two project. And then, then you have the 2016 U S Olympic trials. Yeah. That's where yeah. people started getting pissed off. It was, a, it was a, it was a very pr- earlier prototype of people the Vaporfly running for Brooks and it looked like a and people street. running for Adidas Yep, and people running for Saucony were getting pissed off. Because they didn't have those shoes, <laughs> and the IAAF, it's the IAAF states that the shoe has to be available to everybody. So I think it did it it's change changed. because of that. Well, it's it's changed, but see, Nike worked around that and a couple of things too. Yeah. So I think before then it was yeah. okay, like you can. Well, yeah. There's, I think I think the rules changed with that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But I right. thought it was in the past. You can do that. You can have, you know. Premier shoe at because really before these super shoes, nothing really mattered. I mean, mm. shoes were a little better, yeah. you know, here and there. Maybe they they lasted longer. They were a little more comfortable, but none of them really made a difference. Yeah, yeah. no, no, and like these it, do. And it's not like these shoes are making a little bit of a difference either. Mm-hmm. They're making a gigantic right. Difference. So if you're so the the theory is like three to four percent of what you're running. So if you're a one thirty half marathoner, you're talking. Two to three minutes. Yeah, and, and if you're a four-minute miler, you're talking eight seconds, right? Nine seconds. That's yeah. That's a lot. Of, that's 
eight or nine seconds at a four-minute mile is like three years worth of work. Right. It's just and all you're doing is just and and in a marathon, you know, you're you're a two eighteen runner, mm-hmm. and you're taking six minutes off your time. Yeah, that's so, that's the difference between getting on an Olympic team and just qualifying for the for the trials. And this goes back to what you talked about with with the doping, though. You're st- you still got to be yeah. running the miles to right. do that. You yeah. still need to be putting in the work because yeah. you know if you're just a average middle age, you know, you know, just a weekend warrior. But I mean, the difference, difference the, maybe, but yeah, you I, still need. To I think the, the shoes are still going to help. That, yeah. That's that's where I think the shoes differ than the drugs because mm-hmm. the drugs. If you're a thirty mile a week person and you're running a five k in twenty five minutes, you start taking taking drugs. You're not going to get drastically faster. Not faster than if you actually trained. Right. Um, no offense to you, thirty mile a week people, which I am right now. But you put these shoes on, and you're going to run. 2345. You know, you're just still running the same time. I mean, the uh, same mileage, but because of the shoes, you're going to get the same exact, not the same exact, but you're going to get essentially the same percentage of boost because of that. Whereas with the drugs, you really need to be maxing out your fitness and ability for that to have full effect. Right. So going back to uh, Nike, and so you're right, maybe that's changed. Um, but what, what, what was the big thing and eventually comes around was the stack height. Yeah. Uh, that was the other thing, the, the, the incredibly high stack height. So you're talking like 39, 40, milli, 40 millimeters of stack height. Can you do that for an American? What, 40 millimeters is what? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Four centimeters, uh, two inches, two inches and change. It's about an inch and a half. Inch and a half? Yeah. 40, 40 millimeters? 40 millimeters okay. is 1.57 inches. Okay. Yeah. So what... So my is... Anyway, move on. <laughs> it's a lot bigger than millimeters. <laughs> it's cold! I just got out of the pool. <laughs> what the hell were we? What are we doing? While, you, while, you're, while you're looking that up, let me just talk about... Um, what what the what the workaround that the that Nike did with the shoes not being available to everyone was they said okay at the 2020 uh, Olympic trials they said three days before the trials they said okay everybody can have a pair of the Nike Alpha Flies yeah but they only had like 40 pairs to sell they were just giving them away though they weren't even oh selling were they giving them. them away okay so so if you're and, and a lot of guys I think Jake Riley's the one. One of the guys, they, they, they took them up on it and actually ended up running better than they thought they would, would run. But can, can you imagine going into a, an Olympic trials qualifier and three days before you're going to change up your shoes? You never right. change anything yeah. before. Especially races. at that level. Yeah. Especially at that level. You don't, yeah. you don't change what you eat. You don't change any you know, sleep patterns. You don't try to do anything different. And really, at that point, the... I don't think everybody was sold on how good these shoes are. Right. Where now, now there's no question. Mm-hmm. Anybody who doubts it just doesn't know what they're talking right. about. Whereas, but then it's kind of like you know the vaccine. Like, does this really work or not? Maybe you know. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it so, definitely works. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, so, but, 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 but that's a point to make though, because you're going into this, you know, these trials, and you're like, okay, I ran whatever it was, I ran. Two seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try these shoes out, and all of a sudden, 
boom, you won what, like two twelve. Yeah. Like, so that's what. Yeah. And damn. That's, <laughs> I think. It, I think now. Now, yeah, it's really well known. I think it started to wake up to like after twenty uh, the, the Olympic trials for Rio, and Kara Goucher finished fourth. And, she's and she Nike. was she was not Nike at the time. She had oh, left Nike. Oh, that was after Salazar. That was after okay. she had left, and she actually uh, ran. I want to say Skechers. Okay. Because she was with Wassell, and then they don't really. I don't think they have a shoe yet. Mm. If they do, I'm sorry, but so everybody that finished ahead of her were was in the Vaporfly prototype. And yeah, does, so, does Skechers have a super shoe now? I, I mean, they had a carbon plate. They, it was, they might, I mean, everybody's got one now. What the hell you know, is a carbon plate called? You've got the Rocket X from Hoka, Rocket X2. You've the Endorphin Elite, the Endorphin Pro from Saucony. Pretty much everybody's got one now. On has one. Yeah, I guess they call it the Go Run now. They must have because yeah. I'm sure they worked with Neb. Yeah, it's got, yeah, because this, is, this shoe is $210. Speed Freak, they call it. Yeah. yeah, you're not, you're not, uh, Skechers is no, notoriously cheaper than most other shoes. And yes. for them to have a shoe that costs 210 bucks, that's got to be one of their, their version of a, it, of a yeah, super shoe. It must be. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the, they, they work around it by offering all the, the uh, athletes at the OTQ to, to, to run in the Alpha Flies. So that was one thing they worked around. And one of the, one of the other things was the stack height, which we talked about a little bit earlier, but, um, so the, the the thing where where it's kind of sketchy with Nike is um, the 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 Alpha Fly was was uh, thirty nine point five millimeters maybe I, I I'm gonna get killed for this but or forty Wait, millimeters and so th- there was no standard to the stack height. Well, and why IAAF says why would there be? Nobody right. knew anything about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, who? Yeah, because if you came to, if you came to a race wearing something beyond that, you'd, you'd yeah, look like a shoes. clown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was nothing really in place. So that was part of the, 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 the pushback on these shoes was like, look at the incredible stack height. That's got to be an advantage. And IAAF says, well, okay. And it was almost like, okay, Nike, what do you, what, what's your stack yeah. height? And they're like, oh, it's 40 millimeters. Okay, yeah, so our standard now, you, you can't have yeah, it over can, 40 millimeters. Yeah. So it was kind of underhanded. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. just stinks because Nike's involved. So Yeah, and Nike volunteered that. They were like, you should make it this. Which, yeah, what, what yeah. You're saying, so. it's really underhanded. Yeah. So... Um, but I mean, but again, at that point, what metric do you have to go off of? Yeah, you're, there's no, there's you're no just, standard place. You're just throwing a dart in the dark at that point, and where where it hits, it hits because maybe fifty millimeters is the height that is too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe twenty five is. Too, I don't know. You know, there's just no way to figure it out. But yeah, Nike just and man, did all the other companies start to scramble? I mean, you're you're exactly right. So. That's kind of where I don't want to say the other shoe companies were caught with their pants down, but it was almost like Nike exploded in with the Vaporfly, and then they perfected it with what was called the the next percent, which was really where the the four percent came from, which is now pretty much the standard with 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 their with with all of the carbon plated shoes. Now there's some other nylon or some what they call p backs plated shoe, okay. which is. Which is not necessarily carbon, but it's a stiff uh, plastic nylon. Sometimes yeah, carbon isn't necessarily cheap. No, that's and that's what drives up the price too. Yeah. And really, well, there's no way. I mean, let's face it; these sneakers do not cost two hundred fifty dollars make. No, they don't even. They don't even. They probably cost what? They're assembled in Vietnam for forty like, bucks. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. cheap. Yeah, right. Because labor's so cheap too. On yeah. top of it, but um, which I think Nike is probably assembled in China. 
if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, it, it, exactly. Uh, they're not they're they're not cheap. And the other thing is, at that price point, you're not going to get the 400 to 500 miles that you're going to get out of your daily trainers because that foam breaks down quicker. Right. And a lot of them don't have a rubberized outer sole. They'll have more of that exposed foam. So that's, I mean, just think foam on pavement. Yeah. I want to say, cause I have the, uh, I have the, is it the vapor flies, the pink ones, the hot pink movie vapor fly. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are the ones that, that, that I've got. And only the ball, the foot really has any sole to it. Mm. You know, right. um, the forefoot has a rubberized. Yeah, stri- because if you're landing yeah. on your heel or flat-footed in those, it's not going to feel comfortable at all. Right. It's it's awkward to walk in those. It is. I mean, you, you really it's it's for those who who've never worn them. Envision wearing a high heel shoe, but you break the heel off. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're running in. Yeah. Yeah, because it's and then just that stiffness and um, but they the and Except also the geometry of the shoe too that that. Yeah. They've really incorporated that rocker design. That's where that, that role comes into place. And when you see someone try them on or you see somebody running them for their first time, they're like, they, they just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm on springs. Yeah. That's, that's the feeling you get from the shoes. Yeah. And that was kind of what the, the, the rule that the IAAF had in place at the time, that there could be no sort of propulsion or sort of um, uh, spring-like device. So I think... Um, Nike kind of wordsmith the description of theirs, so it, it wasn't it mm. was described as a spring-like device. Yeah, yeah. So again, Nike kind of you know, but now, like it's you it, said, yeah, everybody's they, caught up to it. Everybody's got one. Perhaps uh, it just has enhanced upward mobility. It's mm-hmm. not a spring. <laughs> and 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 I think I think it's worth talking about. Are these a lot of times now they might be moving into like an everyday trainer and is this a shoe that mm. the like the average age grouper should wear yeah. like i i'd say if you if you are if you're 18 to 35 in that age group and you are just around a three-hour marathon and you're trying to bq yeah. absolutely i think yeah. you need that shoe yeah. that's going to put you over the top oh of yeah course, without question you're going to have yeah. to work for it but if you're yeah. at a three-hour marathon you're putting the miles in you're working for it but even still, even if you're a, a four and a half hour marathoner, um, because you're only doing three, 30 miles a week or 40 miles a week, by putting a pair of shoes on, and even at that, at, so the slower you get, the more of a benefit in terms of how much time you're going to get, because the percentage is basically the same. You might even get more percentage out of a shoe the slower you are and the heavier you are, because the more it's going to bounce off for you. So... Maybe at three hours, you're getting six minutes, but at four hours, maybe you're getting seven or eight. And even at four and a half hours, who wouldn't want to run a seven or eight minute PR by just putting on a pair of sneakers? That's the only difference. Right. And so these shoes not only enhance your performance in terms of that spring off of the ground, that, that rocking, but the foam does an amazing job of not beating the shit out of your legs. Exactly. I mean, yep. you, you, you bounce back quicker because you're not as, as trashed. It doesn't beat your legs. That's the other thing that, you know, people will say after running in them, they're like, Hey, I don't feel like my yeah. legs are as beat up as they, they were before. So, right. So going back to Kara, um, finishing fourth, uh, I don't know if, if she was the, I think they were all like complaining about the shoes. 
Every, was, well, everybody was. who didn't have them was kind of complaining, but right. she just had um, a pretty decent uh, like clip about it. They can do nothing to me anymore, and justice is coming. And I letting go of that. People ask like, how did you come back? Letting go of that shit right. is how I came back. I lost 200 pounds of fucking baggage I've been carrying around, and they can't touch me anymore. It means nothing. I don't. I don't care. Is it an extra kick in the gut that you got fourth and then Rupp is getting all the attention for winning? Oh my God, thank you. Did he win? I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, well, not really surprised. I mean, I ran for Alberto for seven years. He does a heavy run if you're not ready. And, you know, hopefully he did it the right way. What about people who, like, a lot of people don't understand how you could be on the team and not be on something, but Rupp could be. How does that work? Yeah, I've heard people say, like, well, if she knew about all of this, does that mean she was on it? Or, you know. That's fine for them to think that. I understand people think that. Funny thing is, do you think everything I know came out in the BBC documentary? No. And, you know, there's an investigation going on. I know people get tired. They're like, tell us what you know. Tell us what you know. But you know what? There will be a day. And I'm just going to be like, and I'm out. And I've done all I can do at this point. I believe in Travis, and I don't wish them ill will. The first time I went to Saudi, I said, all I want them to do is stop doing what they're doing. That's all I want. I know! Some other stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Are you sure? Now, Osaka 2007. So, you kind of hear what she's saying there about how the shoes are and, and everything. It's, 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 and she's an interesting one because... She had, she had been away from Nike. She was with Nike for years. And then all of a sudden, she's saying all this stuff about it. So I, I right. at, at the time, I can understand people being like, well, she's just sour, sour grapes about not being with Nike, which, I mean, a little bit fair. But in hindsight now, it's uh, she was right. Yeah. She was right. It was, it was a little bit iffy. I think, she, I think that, that what she was talking about there was really just a culmination of a lot of things that she just was really letting go. And oh, yeah. she got some flack for that, uh, for what she said, but, but I she didn't call that. Alberto Salazar a piece of shit. Not publicly. Even though <laughs> Alberto Salazar is a piece of shit. Well, always come back to him. Yeah. <laughs> so do I, I, I mean, do you wear one? Do you wear yeah. a plated shoe? Um, well, I, like I've got the, uh, you have the, the Vaporflies, yeah, yeah. Vaporfly that I that I race in. I don't. Mm. I, I I have always segregated my training shoes from my racing shoes. Okay. You know, I mean, if ever I run a, run a race in a training shoe, no matter what shape I'm in, I'm not I'm not racing. Yeah, I'm just I'm either pacing or I'm I'm just goofing off for whatever reason. Because even if my fitness is shit like it is now, and I'm gonna go race, I'm gonna put the racing flats on. Okay, and that, I, shoes, that's so. that's that's kind of the theory is, you you want to save them for your race. Some people might mix them in for like a workout or certainly if you're going to be training for a marathon or maybe a half marathon, you, you, you don't want your first time in the shoes to be that actual a race that you're doing. Yeah. You know, so I you mean, have like a dress rehearsal with them. Yeah. So. That there's, there's, so I've never been the type of person who does the workouts in my racing shoes. I've, I've never done it. Um, there are plenty of people who would say that's stupid and you should do it in your racing flats, mm-hmm. which I won't necessarily argue against it or for it. The way I do it is I don't, I don't, you know, do it like, and I also don't have an issue with running 
a race in brand new shoes either. I don't believe you, you have to break stuff. No, in. I you, mean you don't have to break the shoes. I mean, in. They're 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 so good now. Right. They're so you know you could take them straight out of out of the box, slap them on, and you're fine. Right, so, especially if it's a shoe that you've run in and yeah. you're just getting a new pair. I I would caution you if you were switching shoes. Switching brands or models, then, but um, other yeah, than that, that's if you're if you're using the same one over and over again. See, I I I rotate like four to five pairs of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a pair of Nikes in there. I have a, I have a pair of Hoka's. I have a couple of pairs of Skechers. So my I I am not married to any one particular type of shoe. I right. if if I could run in a brick and it's comfortable, I'll run in a brick. I don't care. Yeah, you know. Uh, but but I'm an oddball like that. No, so. I no I I I completely agree. I I rotate all kinds of different shoes. So I I, but that's you and me. I'd say the average. Age Mine are usually different colors too. My sneakers. You, your shoes don't yeah. ever match. Because which... I buy two pair at a time. They're just different colors, and then I switch to yeah. Because why do I do that? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I think we've established that. I also dress like a five-year-old. <laughs> All right. So we've, and the New York Times has a really great article where it outlines and it compares the Nike Vaporflies to all the other shoes that are, that are available. And they, they looked at it from so many different angles and, and different levels. And it just consistently shows. And, and you know, the, now the other carbon plated shoes are up there, but the, 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 the alpha, the alpha fly and the vapor fly just consistently outperforms all of the other shoes. And is it, so, well, I, I, and you would be the one to know, but it doesn't have that more, have more to do with the, the foam. Cause the Nike mm-hmm. foam is different than anybody else's is, don't they have a patent on it or is there something unique well, they to their all foam than anybody with else's their proprietary type of foam? Like Brooks yeah. has their DNA. Right. Flash so foam. that, that. That's essentially the difference between all the shoes is the foams are a little bit different because the exactly. carbon the carbon plate's the same. Mm. Maybe it's a little different shape. Maybe carbon is carbon. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to change that, but all, right. all of their foams are going to be different. And that's, that even goes into their regular everyday trainers. They all have their different proprietary foams. So, yeah, they're, they're going to all feel a little bit different. So, so, that's, so that, 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 that to me would – because the material on the out, outside and the sole is not the difference. No. I mean, it's basically, it's all the same. Yeah. And so, it's just going to be, ha- yeah, just so going to be I, the fit. I, I guess you got to tip your hat to Nike on coming up with the, the best type of foam so far. I'm sure somebody's going to come up with something. Maybe mm-hmm. Nike will come up with something that's even better, um, you know. But, yeah. And then they'll charge $350. Well, no, actually, they are charging $350. Now. No, $300? $350? Uh, the Alpha Fly is $275. Yeah. Damn, that's so expensive. See, I work for for a living, which is why I also save my racing shoe for race days. Right. Yeah, that's it. I mean, at the price point, you not only does it just break down quicker, so you don't want to wear it as much. (laughs) When I was buying, you spend a lot of money, so you don't want to wear it. When I was buying my uh, racers, I I handed over the credit card and like, hurry up, (laughs) you know, I got to get the fuck out of here before before I change my mind. mind. Yeah, (laughs) it hurts. Uh, and actually, so we were just talking. This just just happened uh, with the was it the pre classic? Yeah. You want to talk about that? You yeah. So it, yeah, that's it's insane. So so this is this is kind of where we'll, we'll wrap it all up because I think where we're headed and 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 well, there, well there's a couple of things. Yeah. Um, like the drugs, the shoes. So like with the shoes, before like so in just before. The pandemic happened before, so the super shoes kind of came out when the pandemic was going on, right? It was right about the time they became. I mean, maybe a, little, a year little before, before that, yeah, but not. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it. 
before that, it was still people calling it witch witchcraft. weren't really sold on it, and it wasn't Cheater until shoes, yeah. yeah, super so shoes. the um, the NCAA Division One. I want to say it was in nineteen ninety one. Uh, I mean, uh, nineteen. Jesus, uh, what the hell's wrong with me? Two thousand and nineteen. <laughs> You're God. in the wrong century, I'm, I'm, goldfish. Yeah, Jesus, Christmas. So in two thousand and uh, two thousand and nine, there was something like like twenty eight Division One sub four minute milers. Mm-hmm. Then the next year in 2020, there was like 35 division one sub four minute milers. The pandemic ends, everybody's on the super shoes and there's 135 of them. Mm-hmm. And the same year, it's like, holy yeah. crap. It's just, there was a, this is a great one here. Um, so there was a race where eight athletes broke four minutes in a mile. It was in the same race. They were from the same school and it was indoors. <laughs> so okay. eight guys from the same school broke four minutes in a mile in the same race. Like that's, there's, it's, it's gotten to the point where uh, U.S. Track and Field News has stopped publishing all the people who break four minutes in the mile. And that's something they've done since the beginning of their, their time. And they're just like, yeah, it's, it's pointless now. Too many people are breaking it. I think it absolutely has got to do with the shoes. Mm-hmm. And so the shoes, basically, when they came out, were really a road shoe. Mm. And since then, they've yeah. come out with a spike, a track version of it. Right. And that's really new. That's really new, new stuff. And that's where this uh, Prefontaine Classic, they were, they, were, they were wearing them. Right. And I think with the advent of this super shoe, cheater shoe, in a spike version, we're going to see, for the next couple of years, all these track races that... The guys who were on drugs and the women who were on drugs back in the 80s and 90s, like mostly in the, in the mile, that nobody's been able to touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Prefontaine Classic, Inga Brixen and um, uh, the, the American ran the third and fourth fastest time in the mile ever. Right. Those first, so the, the second fastest time was when the record was broken. I mean, Morsley, is it Morsley? No, uh, uh, Garouche. Oh, Who's the the, the one mile that, record holder? Nagus. Garouche. No, the the world record holder. Oh, the world record holder. El Garouche. He ran it in like 1985, 89, or some or something like okay. that, right? When he broke the the record, he won by like a quarter of a step. Mm. I mean, the guy was right on his ass, and nobody has touched that. Has has come close to it for decades, decades. It's been forever. Um, now. Inga Brixen and Nagus just miss it by less than a half a second. Yeah. Like, boom, boom. And yeah. that race, here's how insane this, this race was. Now, this was, um, we're now uh, September 17th, we're recording this. Um, uh, yeah, I saw it on my computer. Thanks, but give me thumbs up that I got it right, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't know what you know. I thought you were going to say September 17th, 1995. Know, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> who, who knows what I'm going to fucking say, right? But this entire field at the Prefontaine Classic all broke three minutes and 54 seconds. Every yeah. single person. Yeah, they have. There were five national records broken. Mm-hmm. Like, Including the American, yeah. I mean, and, and he, he not only broke the American record, he broke it by like just... Under three seconds. So it was like 2.96 seconds he broke. That's a huge chunk. Yeah. And, he, and he ran a PR by over nine seconds. I would love to see an overlay mile. of <laughs> Nagus finishing and then Alan Webb and just to see 
yeah. how far ahead. I, I need to visualize how far three, ahead that three is. Three seconds when you're yeah. motoring that that fast is yeah. you, figure uh, length of a decent driveway. You know, mm. it's it's yeah. it's a it's a yeah a bit, and that's just to run to be a three fifty miler or or a three fifty three miler mm. is insane. I mean, breaking four is hard. Right. Every two seconds after it is like a year's worth of work. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and he just did nine seconds in one race. Do we see this trickle down into high school too, where you start to see a lot more? Oh yeah, in high school. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's 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 not like it's drugs. It's shoes yeah. that anybody can go and wear. The anybody only the only wear. factor There's, being is you know your high school. You're you're not going to be on the training level of these uh, diamond league runners. But right, right. I mean, you're you're gonna get more sub sub four runners in high school. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not gonna get you know, 340. 248 guys. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get, get that. But right. um, why not? If you can run six, seven seconds faster mm. in, a, in a mile, mile, and you're a, a four minute and four second guy, you damn right I'm getting those, those, those yep. shoes. Mom, I'm, mom, I'm stealing your credit card. You could yell yeah. about it later, but I'm getting those fucking I want shoes. The clowns man. Bikes. I want the dragonflies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's insane. They're, 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 they're so worth it. They're so worth it. All right, I, that's that's your that's your consensus. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, again, it's not like you're. There's no long term physical effect of it, you know. Not like yeah. there's questions about drug use. There yeah. could be long term. It's it's just a pair of sneakers, man. I think I think when you keep it solely as a racing shoe, I don't know if we have enough data yet where the move is to a lot of people are like like the. Um, Endorphin Speed, the Convara Pro, uh, the Hoka uh, Mach X, those kind of shoes that are sort of being marketed as more of not just a necessarily a racing shoe, mm. but more as an everyday plated shoe. I, I don't I don't know what the long term effects are going to be of that. The, I think this the the data still has to come on out on that as as far as wearing them every day, but certainly using them. As a racing shoe, absolutely. And that was, um, but wasn't that part of the theory with people who were really into the uh, Vibrams and the Five Fingers? Is they made the argument that sneakers are what has fucked up our form and made us lazy. Whereas if you run, right. you know, you're not going to heel heel strike running in bare feet. Nobody does. Right. Um, you, yeah. You so I, I mean, that and that argument. I don't know how much water it it held. I mean, mm. in a sense, they were right, but I think. The injuries that sneakers have prevented and shoes have prevented drastically outweigh the ones that it has caused in terms of being lazy and heel striking and having you know worse form. I think it's 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 the benefits have have outweighed the small number of people who did worse with them. Right. I, yeah, I agree. And that that yeah, that was that was the the case was, you know, you're born, you, you know, everybody was born without shoes or even our ancestors would you know 10 you were born without shoes ago. what's that you were born without shoes <laughs> you were Me born with shoes too. on you were born with, yeah. <laughs> you were born with buster browns i came out with that arrow through the head <laughs> like a steve martin thing steve martin again a reference if you're over 50 uh sorry about the stitches mom <laughs> um but yeah, that was the argument for the barefoot movement was that our ancestors years ago would be running around barefoot chasing down their, their, yeah. their meals and I, it I, worked for them and you grow up, you know, your feet 
shouldn't be constrained the shoes and shouldn't have the arch support. That's what really messes you up. You just let your arches be. But I don't think there's any way that we can go back to that. I mean, we tried that. I think that movement is dead. And sandals too. Yeah. Sandals like, yeah. And now, now, now the, the, the big thing about having the recovery sandals is because they have an arch support. You've oh, got even, people... even this sandals to run in, you know, that, that oh, was, yeah, that, that okay, was a little bit thought, hot yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, which if you think about it, the pounding you do from running, you know, it's pretty jarring. Right. Is it like six or eight times your body Money, weight? Yeah. You know, and That's if you're doing insane. a marathon, uh, you know, we're not supposed to run 26.2 miles. We're not. No. Um, so doing that barefooted or, oh, Bekele did it. And he, you know, he did win the Olympics. But that was like 1960. 60, yeah. yeah. That's, so that's so my my point in yabbering on about the the vibrams is I think the the argument that's going to be that could be made from the super shoes having a bad effect and waiting to be seen I think it's along the same lines of people saying well shoes are bad for us when really they're probably not and I no. think the super shoes uh, they could cause problems that yeah. I don't think it's I mean there happen. might be and I'm just hypothesizing yeah. here but you right. know your 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 body has an arch. Your foot, I should say your foot has an arch and that's what your body, how your body absorbs that impact when you walk and run. And when you start playing with that flexibility a little mm. bit, um, you know, yeah. then is there something long-term there where you don't have that yeah. flex in the foot? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not enough. a podiatrist. I'm not an expert. Yeah. I, I just think it's still too early to, to tell. I mean, did stay whatever, like, how, geez, like though, right? 70 years ago, we just figured out smoking's bad for you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Except now smoking pot's better than opiates. No. God, you know what? And now when I run, I smell pot everywhere. Yeah. Like cars driving yeah. by. I'm like, it's yeah. six 30 in the morning. You're on your way to work and you're yeah. blazing. It's still, you still can't be high and drive. Yeah. You know, it's still, a lot of, you I know. smell it everywhere. It used to be you'd run and you'd smell cigarette smoke. Yeah, nope, not anymore. Not, yeah, I, but I will say when it comes to pot, I've been to a bunch of parties, um, especially in my my younger days. When there's beer, there's probably going to be a fight because guys are stupid. <laughs> that's true. People getting high, they don't like. Nah, man, nah, you're man. just wrong, dude. Let's get a pizza. Yeah, let's go get some Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hippies. They want to save the world. Drugs. They just smoke dope and play frisbee. Maybe that's an episode. Instead of having beer, we're just. Get high, like, like Joe Rogan, <laughs> <and> just get high. <laughs> or we could trip our balls off on yeah. mushrooms. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll lick a toad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Full circle. Re- refer back to part one. Yes. Hallucinogenics. So, you, so, so your opinion on the super shoes, the cheetah shoes? Are they worth the money? I. They're not I, worth the money. I think it's worth. The, I think it's worth the money, um, especially if you're somebody that's training and you want to. PR or you want to reach a goal, it will get you there. Yeah. Uh, and you're, if you're training smart and, and like I said, you, you're at that level. Um, but if you're just rolling up and you, I want to, I want to try out this running thing, this jogging thing. No, yeah, uh, not don't, be don't start with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, and pro tip, don't start running. It's stupid. <laughs> stupid. It's the dumbest fucking. And another thing you got to be careful with too, is the, is the foot pronation. All these shoes are not going to, help any over pronation so yeah yeah if, if you, you are yeah. rolling in the shoe it's just yeah, going to be gonna even worse. worse yeah yeah if if you're a heel striker these shoes are going to be a problem for you mm. yeah if you well but if you're a heel striker you're over striding you need to calm the fuck yeah. down 
and if you have an orthotic, yeah. maybe yeah. it will work. But it depends. If it's big and bulky, it might not fit into yeah. the platform of the shoe. So, but they they are amazing though. And and even listening to some of the world class runners talk about it, who were on the end of the spectrum where they're like, oh, we don't think it makes a difference. Mm. Now they're like, yeah, if you're not wearing wearing these, you're giving up four to six minutes in a marathon. Right. You're you're just you're toast before the the gun goes off. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it, it, it's it's you you got it. You've got to be if you're competing. You, and they're you know. twice as much as a as a as a trainer, a regular trainer. They can be twice as much, right. well, especially like sketch. Like if you take the Nike um, Al- Alpha Flies, that's the expensive one, like yes. two seventy five, and you compare it to a Skecher, even though it's a different brand, it's probably three times as much money. I mean, you could get a pair of Skechers for like eighty bucks, eighty bucks. Yeah. You know? they're, they're going to be lower end foam, so right. But you can still get a training sneaker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're starting off, yeah. you know, I you're, mean, and, you're an entry level shoe. Yeah. yeah. And Skechers don't last as, as long, in my opinion. I've I've had a bunch of Skechers because I run in just about whatever I feel like. Like I said, and Skechers, I, I actually had a great sneaker from them. I think they're called the Go Run Go Run Ultras. They were an amazing shoe. I had them for so long, it got to the point where I was taking duct tape and putting it on the bottom of the shoe so it could last a little longer. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lunatic with shoes, man. Or I just you're a I'm ass. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Meb Meb won Boston and Skechers. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, but, I mean, again, you could get even if you get a little higher end pair of Skechers, they're going to be one hundred and five dollars, one hundred and ten okay. compared to two seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, but it's worth every penny. If you, I mean, remember with the shoes, but we were all worried about how many ounces they are. Like this yeah. one's, this one's a half an ounce less. This one's right. better for you. You're going to go faster. Cause I'm like, get that half an ounce. This yeah. is not going to do <laughs> shit for you. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where we were at one point in time with shoes. Like we were trying to get faster an ounce at a time, Yeah. you know? We and that was giving you what? Four seconds in a, in a 5k. All yeah. of a sudden these shoes come out and you're getting, you know, a minute and 40 seconds is like, yeah, who cares about the ounces now? It doesn't matter. Even, even the super shoes, the light as hell. They're they're, right. And they cut the weight. Like they'll, 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 the, 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 the tongue will have a lot of holes in it or the upper will be vented very, you know, very generously. They are flip flops with laces on them. What's that? They're, they're like a flip flop with laces on them. Really just, yeah. It's just holding your, holding your foot on the platform. Yeah. It's it's, really, really light too. There's no support. But in that, thing. that gives you that helps you give you that quicker turnover too. Yeah. So. Which is, which is where the spikes are coming in because with the super shoes, especially on an indoor track, you you couldn't wear them because it was like running on freaking stilts. You'd just flop flop over, and they were very unstable on a sharp turn. Yeah. But now you got the spikes. Spikes are, which is the whole point of right. running on on a track in spikes is to dig around the yeah. the turns and you know especially on an indoor track. So. And the stack heights on the. Uh, and the, on the spikes are significantly lower. They're not yeah. the, the 39 to 40 millimeter stack height, but they have that carbon plate and, and it does have, uh, you know, especially the distance spikes are going to have a little bit more cushion yeah. in the heel. So, yeah. All right. So, so your, your opinion, Yeah, maybe you already given it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're worth, worth every penny of it. Okay. Worth every, every penny. So with drugs and super drugs shoes. Drugs are also worth every penny. <laughs> Drugs and super shoes all coming yeah. together. We're just going to keep seeing the uh, the race times drop. Yeah. So, like, 
my line in the sand with drugs and who was dirty and who isn't, which is an anecdotal line. I just made these numbers up. And the, for the men in the marathon, it was two hours, six minutes, and 30 seconds. And for the women, I was kind of thinking somewhere around two hours and 19 minutes. And I think I probably have to lower that by three minutes each because of the shoes. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you, I think it's feasible that someone could run two hours and four minutes and not be on, on drugs if they weren't these shoes. I, you know, so it's, it's just, you know, and it, it, it can change up stuff to the point where people can run more marathons in one year because mm-hmm. the recovery is better. Right. Um, or you, or you're, you get a, a, um, a trainer that recovers better. You're doing a 20 mile, mile run and you're not beat the shit the next day. Mm. You know, that's, yeah. who knows what kind of effect a long, you know, a positive long-term effect is going to be on somebody's training if right. you're not getting a shit beat out of you. Yeah, because you know? even the trainers are moving in that direction. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, but yeah, even you your daily trainers are following the maximum cushion push yeah. where like this, something like the gel Nimbus is like high, like a Hokobandi. It's just, yeah. So yeah, even your daily trainers, you're putting, putting more between your foot and the ground, you're protecting you. So and yeah. you're not beating the hell out of yourself. Uh, you recover quicker. It's yeah. They're they're gonna they're Slot, gonna change the game. They're they're changing the game. Gel on yeah. your <laughs> yeah <laughs> on your legs. Yep. All right. So that's episode nine, part five of our drug series. We're wrapping it up. So again, before before it comes out, Saint Ralph, uh, check out Saint Ralph, so you can follow along with the podcast that'll be coming up. If you have any comments, hit us up on Facebook. At Snot Rocket Podcast on Instagram at Snot Rocket Podcast and on Twitter at Snot Rocket Pod, or you can email us at podcast at gmail.com and we will read it on the air. No, email us at Snot Rocket Podcast. What the hell did you say? Oh, it's email. Snot Rocket. No, Snot, Snot Rocket. Rocket Pod. Yeah, I'm a liar. And I made the, I made the damn thing up too. I'm such an idiot. Yeah, it's your dang Holy shit, Andrew. What am I doing? This is, again, so. Never again will we not no, do this. No, this has been so. ridiculous. This is just. Uh, this is excruciating. God, this might be why I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, good luck today. Yeah. Well, we're playing the Cardinals. I like your chances. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye, kids. The Snot Rocket Podcast is a Blair Court production. Listen, subscribe, and rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Snot Rocket Podcast.